How's it going, my brothers and sisters? This is Steve Kitts. Thank you for joining us on During Bible Study Podcast. We'll open up in a prayer. Lord, Heavenly Father, we thank and praise you, Lord, for your wonderful grace and love. We thank you, Lord, that you're with us and that these words, Lord, that you give us is something we can put in our hearts and use for your glory. Lift you up and give you the honor. In your blessed name we beg. Amen. Troubled seas. There are different ways to looking at Jesus walking on the water. It's found in the three different books in the Bible, in Matthew, Mark, and John. One of the most of these that's found is in Matthew, that has the most accounts of different events happening. So let's look at that real quick. And it's found in Matthew 14, 22-34. And we're going to break each verse down as we come to it. Verse 22, And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and go before him unto the other side while he sent the multitude away. And straightway they, Jesus constrained them. The same thing in Mark and in John. He told them immediately. That means as soon as they got all the, the remnants of the loaves and the fishes he just finished feeding the 5,000 men with the loaves and fishes not including the women and children and they had leftovers and as soon as they had the leftovers picked up he told them get in the boat and go to the other side to constrain usually means to compel right here we understand it means to command they were at this time on the east side of Garanesses he directed them to get into the ship and cross over to the other side, which was Capernaum. Mark adds that he had sent them to Bethsaida in Mark 6 and 45. Bethsaida is situated at a place where the Jordan empties into the east side of the river. It is probable that he directed them to go into the ship or the boat to Bethsaida and remain there until he dismissed the people that he'd meet them there and then they could cross the lake together verse 23 and when he had sent the multitude away he went up into the mountain apart to pray and when even has come he was there alone jesus needed time away from the group he needed time with his father he needed time to pray and that's a good example for us we need to shut everything out Get by ourselves and pray and talk to the Father because He wants to hear from us. We should learn the importance of time alone with God in prayer. Most, the most effective prayers are when we're hidden away with God. Verse 24 But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. The Sea of Galilee was known for its high winds and shipwrecks. Today was no different. The wind was strong and coming in all directions. I need to point out to you and remind you that these were experienced fishermen. They had been on this sea and on the water most of all of their lives. And they knew how to handle trouble and turmoil. But now they're caught in a situation. Verse 25. In the fourth hour of the night, Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. 
Walking on the sea, that's a manifested and wonderful miracle. In this boaster sea, a storm like has never been seen before, and it was at the darkest part of the night, the fourth watch. This little boat was about four or five miles from the shore, getting nowhere fast, tossed in the billows. Now the fourth watch, according to the Jews who had divided the night into three different watches, they adapted the Roman division of four watches here. So that the rate of three hours in each watch, so the fourth watch could be around three in the morning. So it's pretty dark around that time. Jesus went to them, yet he would not go to relief their trouble that they're in because it wasn't time yet. Verse 26. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out in fear. Now, it would be a fearful sight to see somebody walking on the water and coming towards you in the sea, especially if we've never read this before. They had never experienced the Bible before. They were living, breathing people that had worked the sea, and they didn't realize that it was Jesus there, and they'd never seen Jesus walking on water before. So most of these men would have heard tales and stories from other fishermen about ghosts and sea creatures and things of the night that came up in the storm. So it probably made them very frightful and afraid. 27. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. Jesus recognized that they were fearful, and he spoke to them to calm them down. Can you picture this in your mind? Jesus had sent them away to go and do something. On our journey to go and do, like Jesus sends us tasks and things to do, we find that sometimes it's hard to do it. We face something that we've never faced before and are fighting against the storms of life. But when Jesus walks into that storm and speaks to us through it all, Jesus said, be not afraid, because I am with you. That's so great. Now, this part of the story is recounted only in Matthew, who was in the boat and it probably had a deep impression on him, this incident. And we know that Peter is the most outspoken of all the disciples. If anybody's speaking up and saying something, it's Peter. The incident is not presented as a fable or a parable it's an actual event involving three different miracles we'll see the first one is jesus walking on water peter temporarily walking on water and then the winds ceasing immediately let's look at 28 and peter answered him and said lord if it be thou bid me come unto thee on the water peter knew the voice of his master he knew Jesus' voice, and he believed that it really was Christ. But he had to make sure, it says to try the spirits. So he wasn't fully sure, but he, he knew who it might have been. And Jesus even warns of this, that even the devil can change himself into an angel of light. 
So try the spirits. Know who you're serving. You know the master's voice. Call out to him, and he will answer you. Peter said, Bid me to come to thee in the water, thereby expressing his great love and affection for Christ, being willing to come even in the storm, through the dangers, and in the tempest. He was ready to go to the master. And also his strong faith in Jesus, supposing it to be Jesus for sure, he who he knew and was able to support his body on the water. So he said, if you can do that for yourself, you can do it for me. So Peter jumped out of the boat and was heading towards the master. And 29, and he said, come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. Now you can see from these scriptures above that the faith in Jesus makes supernatural things possible. We can step out in faith and be able to do the same type of miracles by faith. The secret to success is obeying the Lord's voice and keep our eyes on Him. Verse 30 But when he saw the winds boisterous, he was afraid and began to sink. He cried out, saying, Lord, save me. These strong winds were blown hard against him and raising up the waves. He probably even got wet. He's in the water, right? Anyways, these winds and, and everything was coming against him and beating on him with such violence that he was afraid. He started looking at it. He started noticing it. Though Christ was real close to him, he was nigh. He had such an instance of power and being bearing him up, causing him to walk on the waters thus far. He allowed Peter to do it. And this shows that Peter's faith was imperfect. And remind you too that Peter did not have the Holy Ghost inside him. This is purely his faith in Jesus Christ. Today we have the Holy Ghost that helps us and to guide us. We fail because we fail, not because Jesus or the Holy Ghost fails. In our Christian walk, the enemy will throw everything he can at us and try to get our eyes off of Jesus. And not only just one thing, he throws multiple things at us from every direction. When we start looking at the trouble around us, that's when we sink and fail. Peter began to sink. Through fear and violence of the winds and the waves, he was ready. it was ready to merge him. It was going to drown him. It was going to overtake him. But in his fright and danger, and at the lowest point where he could be, he eagerly and, and loudly, I would say, cried out to Christ and said, Save me. We noticed that when we're in our lowest spot, when we can't do it on our own, and we call out to Jesus, He helps us. Verse 31, And immediately Jesus stretched forth His hand, and caught him, and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? You see, Peter was doing just fine, until he took his eyes off of Jesus, and put it on the things of the world. Jesus said, Fear not, and fear is not of God. It is the lack of faith. Our cry is the same as Peter's today. Lord, save us. There's no hesitation. Jesus always is near 
as our cry for help. He is our present help. He reminded Peter that his doubt was what caused him to sink. Quit doubting God. Jesus is always trying to teach his followers and teach us too. The only thing that will stop us from reaching Jesus is our lack of faith. Verse 32, And when they were come into the ship, the wind ceased. Now when they got into the ship, there's more proof that Jesus had power over the elements, over everything. They had just seen him break the bread and multiply it. There's no way that he could take five loaves and two fishes and feed the 5,000 if he wasn't that powerful. He was. He was God incarnate. He had the power to recreate, to multiply, and to bless. Here we see he has a power over the winds and the waves and the water. John adds in John 6, 21, that the ship immediately landed on the other side where they were supposed to go. Another proof of the wonder of God that he was with them. And the verses 33 through 36 talked about the disciples worshiping Jesus and recognizing him as the Son of God. They're spoken Aramaic in this phrase of a clear recognition of the deity of Jesus. No mere man deserved their worship. No mere man could do what Jesus had done. This is where they knew him as the third part of the Godhead. We got God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. Now they believed it really was Jesus, whom they had hoped for and the the world had wanted to come in uh, from the Old Testament. All the prophecies of the Messiah. Now they have they've heard it, and now they've seen it with their own eyes. Once you've been delivered by Jesus, that you're saved from sin by believing in Him that he covered your your sins with his blood on the cross. You know him. There's no surprise in Jesus. He's all God. Verse 33. Then they that were in the ship came and worshipped him, saying, Of a truth thou art the Son of God. And they... You know, they worshipped him. Every All the disciples that was there with him, they worshipped him. Not only did they approach him with an outward, unforbidden gesture of worship, they avowed to him, for the first time collectively, as a group, to be the Son of God. A few of them already recognized him as the Son of God, but as a group, they hadn't really committed to him. Here they did. Where Jesus is, there is also peace. He walked on the waters, and he did it for his disciples so they could know who he was and how much power he had. The believers and followers of Christ need to know who they follow. You think that they would have known it after he fed the 5,000 or when he healed the sick and raised the dead and did all the other miracles. But it took this them being in trouble them being on the brisk of drowning and, and dying in air and sea when we're at the lowest point and Jesus comes through that's when 
we can really say we love the Lord and we put our faith in Him. We have to be in the spot in our lives that we truly need Jesus to save us, just like He did for these in the boat. And at that point, we find Jesus in that storm and He rescues us, then He calms that storm. He comes into our boat, which is our lives and our hearts, and dwells with us forever. This is such a wonderful story of the love of Jesus and how He knows where we are in that storm or in that trouble and how we're struggling sometimes. And only He can fix it. Well, this is just a great thing. And what got me into talking about this, I've seen a video of a, a famous TV series talking about this same episode. And it showed more than what's in the Bible. They, they added some stuff to it. And it really aggravated me that they wanted to put more uh, dialogue into it to make it sound and, and look more... Uh, action-packed but whatever you don't need more you don't need to add more to it Jesus came to them and he would have passed by them in their trouble had they not called out to him but he was there waiting for them to call out to him he even told them I'm here for you and today we see that many of the lost people have heard Jesus say come to me I'll give you life but yet they reject him. They let him pass on by. And that's a sad state. And we need more people to call out to God for his help and his guidance and to, to bring him into their lives, into their ship, to calm that storm that they're in. So wonderful, wonderful God. Wonderful story. And we like that we can share it with you and, and be there and part of your lives and part of this story we thank you for being a fellow Christian with us, and we'll go ahead and close in a prayer, and then we'll see you next pod. Lord, Heavenly Father, we thank and praise you, Lord, for your wonderful love. We thank you, Lord, that you loved us before this world was even created, that you had us in mind when you made this world. You knew where we were going to be at and where we're at today and what we're going to do tomorrow. You're omnipotent and omnipowerful, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that you're everywhere at every time. That all we have to do is call out to you, Lord. Look to you first in any trouble and trial that we go through. A lot of people get it wrong. They go backwards. They wait and wait and wait until they can't do anything else and then go to you when they should go to you first. We encourage our brothers and sisters, Lord, to share your word, share your love. It's all about the love and the blood of Jesus. We thank you and we praise you, Lord, and we lift you up when we give you the honor in your blessed holy name. Amen. I want to take a minute to talk to you about Buzzsprout. Today is a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a new market or a channel, may I suggest that you share your thoughts and your ideas with the world. And it's just so fun to have a talk show. Podcasting is very easy, inexpensive, and a fun way to expand your reach online. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed in major podcast directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many more within minutes of finishing each recording. 
podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners. And a team that they have at Buzzsprout is passionate in helping you succeed. They want you to succeed. Join with over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. Let's go ahead and create something together. God bless you. Let me tell you about a new product that you probably need to go check out. It's called Talking Jesus Doll at JesusDoll.com. If you use my promo code STEVEKITS at checkout, they'll give you an extra 10% off. With all the woke culture going out affecting kids with cartoons and toys, they're trying to separate your kids and your grandkids from the family and from God. I recommend that you introduce Jesus to your kids as early as possible. That's why we're partnering with the Talking Jesus Doll. It's a plush doll that talks. 
When you squeeze the hand, it speaks ten phrases that Jesus said in the Bible, from the Lord's Prayer to John 3.16 and everything in between. With everything that's going on, it's important to introduce our children to the love and the lessons that Jesus had for many years. I love this product and so does everyone else. The reviews are amazing and kids are learning the Bible verses and using the doll to minister to others. If you have kids, grandkids, nieces, and nephews, this is a perfect gift for them. It could be for Easter, birthdays, and even Christmas. Teach your kids about the Lord. Go to JesusDoll.com and use the promo code STEVEKIDS for 10% off. And God bless you.